Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm so excited to have you here today in episode 63. Can't believe we're that far along in this podcast journey. I'm so excited to continue journeying with you and chatting with you and bringing you these fabulous guests. So today I have Laura Meyer from Joy Brand Creative. She is the host of the podcast Scale with Joy. I am so excited for you to hear from her. She works with six, seven, and eight-figure entrepreneurs. She helps people find joy and create the lifestyle they want. Hence, scale with joy. Scale your business with joy. It's possible, friends. And I love what she's talking about here, about embracing joy and just really scaling and pursuing your calling and working hard, yes, but also embracing the life you want embracing joy. So excited for you to hear from Laura Meyer. Here is part one of our conversation. Enjoy friends. Laura, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. What a joy to be here. (laughs) You're so welcome. Yes, I love having fellow podcasters and your podcast is called Scale with Joy. So I kind of felt like, well, we both have joy in the title. I should probably talk to Laura. Um, This is Laura Meyer, everyone, and you have Joy Brand Creative, and I just love what you do. You work with six, seven, and eight-figure entrepreneurs, and you help people find joy and create the lifestyle they want, the freedom they want, um, just really feel like they can live in the midst of entrepreneurial life. I really appreciate what you do, and I've been, like I said before we recorded, I've been enjoying your podcast and what you share. So welcome. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. And it was so nice to get your message on Instagram. And I opened it and I was like, oh my gosh, how lovely. Like I loved the premise of your podcast as well. And just to give um, everyone a little bit of background on my entrepreneurial journey, in the past 15 years, I have scaled six different six and seven figure companies. Um, So I'm definitely one of those serial entrepreneurs. I started at the young, naive age of 23 and grew all sorts of different businesses. And now I work with business owners, influencers, national brands that a lot of people who are listening probably know and love. And I help them scale in a way that is intentional and scale in a way that is joyful. And I don't think enough people talk about that. I think there are so many ways in which people are growing that it costs them heavily. And I really wanted to open up this conversation around, well, what if you could do it in a way that doesn't cost you? And, um, and that's mostly what my podcast is about. And while some of the bigger brands I work with, you know, the ones that are huge, you know, I work with brands up to $100 million in revenue. It's a little bit less of that conversation, but I think once you get to seven figures or low seven figures, it really becomes a stress point for a lot of people of, gosh, I worked so hard to get here, and if I grow it more, or even if I try to grow it to that number, what does that mean for me, for my happiness, for my family? Those questions really do come up. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think what came out of that, what you just said, that hustle mentality is what I feel like you obviously you hustle, you work hard, it's clear, but, and the people you work with, yes, they're hustling and working hard. But I think that word is just one of those words where it can, it can become like an obsession almost like, like all of your life is 
your business and hustling and getting to the next level. And then, like you said, it does cost you. And so I think you bring this fresh perspective of like, okay, yes, you work hard. Yes. But you keep joy in mind. You keep balance in mind. You think about, you know, your priorities and is what I'm doing serving me? Is what I'm doing helping me grow my business? Am I enjoying it? (laughs) Am I finding joy? Is this the lifestyle I want? And I, I like that you you know, have people ask themselves that those questions. Um, and so I'm curious, how would you say this term scale with joy? Like, how did that come to you? How, how did that term like stick in your mind and you decided you wanted to start a podcast and like, how did, how did this come about? Did, did you find joy in your beginning entrepreneurial life or were, are you so passionate about it now because you felt like it cost you in the beginning and then you decided wait I want to kind of backtrack and find that joy within entrepreneurship there were definitely different times where it ebbed and flowed over that 15 Mm -hmm. year period there were times many times it was joyful and for me it was very joyful in the beginning for me it was really difficult once I started getting into the the seven figure range um, for me uh, personally and the companies that I've scaled. And I think knowing what I know today, I probably didn't need to be that hard. (laughs) I probably made it harder than it needed to be and that's that's what I really hope to serve my clients with. But I think in the beginning, um, we can have these goals and I would say one, one real key takeaway for your audience is that you can say, I want to have this size business at some point. It's on my heart. It's what I feel called to. I know I can help more people. I know I can serve the world better. I know that if I have a good profit margin, I can help more people with that profit margin. You can have all of that, but not put a timeline on it. So what if it takes Mm -hmm. 10 years? So what? Right? So Mm -hmm. maybe you hear all of these stories about people who it took 18 months or 12 months. Well, I can tell you growing a multi-million dollar business in eight years is a lot different than growing it in 18 months. And you can still have that goal and you can still have that vision and you can still have that passion, but allow it to unfold within the parameters that you've set for your life. And that's definitely something that I really encourage a lot of my um, entrepreneurial clients. So for example, I have national brands that have CEOs that didn't start the company, right? So I have some of those clients. And then many of the people on my podcast are founders that, um, you know, they, they, the success kind of found them in a lot of ways. Maybe it happened faster than they were expecting and it kind of became a runaway train, right? So it's dialing that back and saying, whoa, wait a second. This doesn't have to happen tomorrow. If I set it up right, if I'm mindful of my cash flow, if, it, if, I'll, if I don't have all this debt that I have to pay off tomorrow, if I set this up intentionally, I can create a business to fit my life, not a life to fit my business, regardless of the financial goals that I have. And I think that's a really important thing to be thinking about. Mm, that's really good. Yeah, patience sort of came out of what you just shared, um, being patient and, and that word intentional. Um, that's actually one of the words I chose for this year, 2020, because I think so often our passions can sometimes take the front seat 
And then we kind of forget about, like, we have these other priorities, like our family, like our faith, or, you know, volunteering, whatever other things we have, and maybe our passion, the business, or, you know, whatever, whatever you're building, I think sometimes you can forget, like, okay, wait, I don't have to achieve this all now, just because I'm so passionate and driven and have all these goals, I can be patient. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can be intentional about where I spend my time and how much time I spend on this calling that I feel. And so how do you work with your clients when they feel like, okay, I need to dial it back a little bit. Like I, I've lost a little bit of that joy. I've lost some of that freedom in living my life and having all the different areas of my life. I mean, somewhat balanced or, you know, enough time is spent for example, with families. And I think a lot of that is, you know, there's a lot that goes into that, right? There's a lot of guilt us moms feel, which we put way too much pressure on ourselves. Um, But also just knowing that, okay, we only have a certain amount of time each day. And so how do you work with your clients when they're trying to sort of be intentional and prioritize their time? Um, How do you talk with them about this? I really start with vision. And, you know, in as much as they have control. So some clients, for example, I have Anna Phillips coming on my podcast next week. She's the founder of the Lash Lounge. They grew from um, about, gosh, when I met her, she was maybe 15 to 18 locations to over 100 locations in 18 months. And I worked on their brand strategy and their marketing strategy during that time. And for somebody like Anna, it really was a runaway train in a lot of ways. And she's kind of running behind it to catch up. And when you do that, when you're moving at mock speed, there will be collateral damage. And she was really honest about that and the challenge about that. With that said, I think looking at, so there's some people who are in the middle of that and it's just like, you're in survival, right? You're, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to help them navigate what's coming at them in a way that will set them up for success in the future because there's nothing else you can do but react when you're when you're moving that fast. When somebody has full control, when they don't have maybe equity partners or they don't have major expectations that are placed on the organization that have to get delivered or else there's going to be you know enormous consequences, then I would say the the opportunity for somebody to be, to remind themselves that they're in the driver's seat. This business does not need to, to drive everything that they, they can start with their own personal vision. And for a lot of people, they haven't really asked themselves what they actually want in a very long time. As funny as that sounds, once you start scaling, once you get going, you have all these responsibilities and you have all of these people and you have all of these uh, you know, again, this is why I'm such a proponent of, of growing on cash. So you have all these liabilities. Um, even if you do grow on cash, you've had maybe a cash investment that you've made yourself in your business, whether or not it's resources or time. And you have all of these expectations that you've placed on yourself if you don't have other people placing them on you. And what so many founders and so many entrepreneurs forget is that they have total agency. And they can decide how they want this to go. And nobody is putting any, if, if somebody else is putting pressure on them, it's their decision to absorb that pressure. It is totally optional. 
all of those feelings are totally optional when you're growing a business. And really, it's less about time management, and it's more about deciding in advance on how you want things to go, and then sticking to that decision, keeping that promise to yourself of saying, this is, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. It's part of why I don't love formulas. So there's a lot of programs out there that will give you the one, two, three formula to success. They'll say this is the X, you know, the, the funnel formula. This is the launch formula. This is the this formula. And my feeling on that in general, which is why I tend to work with established business owners, I don't work with startups, simply because formulas do work in the beginning, but at a certain point, you have to decide what's right for you. And that is, there's no formula for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no process for that. There's no five-step solution to that. There is you surrounding yourself with somebody like me who's a strategic advisor and has seen lots of different businesses grow lots of different ways and saying, here's what I think the options are, the suite of options for you, and you deciding what is right for you. And that's really my role as a strategic advisor to my clients is is opening up possibility for them on something that maybe they followed a process to get to this point, but it's no longer serving them. Mm, That is very interesting. I really like that. And I think something that comes out of that is just the idea of boundaries, right? I mean, with yourself, with others, and so often I'm sure with your clients who have successful businesses, people probably do place expectations on them. And, you know, I bet you work with people about like having to maintain their boundaries. And do you ask clients to journal through their vision? Like, like, do you have prompts of like questions you give them? Or do you just kind of ask them straight up? What's your vision? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's mostly me just asking them, what is it that you want? And then all of a sudden things start coming out. You know Mm -hmm. what? Everybody tells me I need to run live events, but I hate being on stage, right? And you're like, well, then maybe Mm -hmm. you don't do it. And they're like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Like somebody's Mm -hmm. actually giving me permission to not do that because I don't Mm -hmm. enjoy it. And Mm -hmm. I think that there is no one right way to grow a business. There's a right way for you. And when you surround yourself with people who say, well, you've got to get on stage, you know, to grow a business, or you've got to do this to grow a business, or you've got to do that, that's their limiting beliefs. That's not for you to own. And when you're talking about boundaries, you know, sometimes that word is funny to me because ultimately, if you are very secure in what you want and you have that peace that you know that you're on the path that is right for you and you can stay out of comparison and you can stay out of imposter syndrome. And it's really managing your own mind versus telling other people what's okay and not okay. And I think once you can start doing that, then it's much easier to be like, no, nope, not available. Or no, no, thank you, but no. You know, and and there's no, Mm. there's no baggage around it. There's no, um, can you believe that they asked me to do that? Like there's no drama around it. It's just more like you've already decided in advance that that's something that's okay and not okay for you, and it's no big deal. And so it's usually less about boundaries at that level. I think it's more about pressure. I think once people get to a certain level, they feel this pressure. They feel the pressure to perform. A lot of online entrepreneurs have retired their spouse. A lot of them I've found in working with them. 
Um, so there's the pressure around family. There's a pressure around, uh, you know, just um, payroll. There's a lot of pressure that they are trying to navigate in the midst of also making something work for them. And that is something that I, I speak to probably more than anything with some of the, the entrepreneurial clients that I have. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is really powerful to think about just that pressure that I think anybody at any stage in, you know, putting things out there in the world as a creative in any way, shape or form, whatever you're creating, there is pressure. And a lot of it is things we place on ourselves. I mean, I definitely can relate to that. And I like that you said managing your mind. Um, I am super passionate about that. Um, just to share briefly, I've been doing this journal I've talked about on my podcast before, and it's all about like mindset coaching, um, just like really writing out your negative feelings and thoughts and just like re like processing them, but kind of reconfiguring those um, pathways in your brain. It's so powerful. And I think one of them would be this around this pressure. And I just feel like so much of what you do, Laura, is like coaching. I mean, it's really like helping kind of hold hands with someone, partnering with someone and just kind of like helping them figure it out themselves, which is the best coach. I mean, I think the best coach is someone who kind of is like a mirror for somebody. Um, so I'm sure your clients really appreciate that about you just to kind of bring out what's already kind of in there and things maybe they haven't really thought about in a while. That is so powerful what you do. Really love it. It's, it's sort of this funny combination between coach and strategist because mm -hmm. I've seen so many business models and I have a pretty good sense of what's going to create some wear and tear <laughs> mm -hmm. in your life and what's going to be a little bit easier to grow. And some people just want to go for the harder business model because that's where their heart is. And that's great. It's just good to go in with eyes wide open. Okay. That's it for part one. Tune into part two now. Laura has so much more goodness to share. Bye for now.